0: Welcome to the 6th Amazing Race 26 recap episode of the UR Team Number podcast. My name is Michael Harmstone and joining me is the Canadian who looks kind of like Pee Wee Hum when he wears a bow tie, Logan Saunders. Afternoon. Afternoon. Ben had to spin a roulette wheel to determine whether he was joining us on the podcast and instead got kidnapped and is trapped in a perfumery. You can tweet us as always using the hashtag Yattencast or email us at yattencast at gmail And I think we're in agreement that this was a great episode.
1: Yes, a very good episode, and we should remind our viewers that they can also like this video. Crazy thing to do, I know, but it would be pretty sweet if they did.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you like the stuff we're doing, please give it a like so that more races can see it and then start tweeting us, which has been happening kind of a lot this week been blowing up on the Twitter So, previously, eight teams raced to Munich in Germany, and Bergen and Kurt couldn't get it in gear. Matt and Ashley served up a successful detour, while Blair and Haley fought with each other, and evidently with the audience, given how much hate she's been getting. And uh, Ali was dumped at the roadblock, whilst blind eight teams struggled at the detour, and we had Bergen and Kurt eliminated, while Ali and Steve took gold.
1: In Kurt's words, it was
0: awful. I know this is an audio-only podcast, but you can imagine my eye roll when I heard Phil say that Ali and Steve took gold.
1: Yeah, only John Mo- John Montgomery abused that line to death in the previous season of um, of Masonry's Canada when the Olympian team won. Uh... How many likes did uh, Natalie and Megan win again? Seven? Uh,
0: They won one, two, three, four, seven,
1: yeah. Seven likes, yep. And uh, so that line's been abused to death and should not be used in any other international version of Amazing Race for a long time.
0: It shouldn't have been used then either.
1: Yes. (laughs) And did you notice the outdoor uh, curling that they showed uh, for a second there during the previously on segment?
0: Well, they got to tie it back to Winter Olympics, or Olympics generally, which Munich has held. So you're saying the previously
1: on segment was a tribute to Stephen Alley winning that leg in Munich? Maybe a little.
0: I, I mean, I'm surprised we didn't get more Olympics references in Munich, given that they have had at least one Olympics there.
1: Yeah, it's almost, I think uh, I think a movie was made about it, if I recall correctly. I should note, note that with curling that uh, I walked by the local uh, sports bar recently on my way home from work, and for 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 uh, for once there was really nobody inside the sports bar when i looked through the window and i realized it was because curling was on so not only is curling boring to watch in real life but apparently it's boring if you're uh, watching it on tv and you're drunk
0: it's sort of like golf
1: sort of like golf i would
0: agree also you walking instead of running everywhere
1: it, i know it's unusual i did run to, i actually just finished a run i'm uh, in another a uh, ridiculous running competition, and we'll see. How the, I'll tell. I'll uh, tell you all about it uh, over the next few weeks.
0: Have you decided what the punishments are if you don't keep up?
1: Uh it's it's a doozy. It's a doozy. It's a doozy.
0: But you can't say <laughs> no. Ah, spoilsport. You know I love the punishments.
1: The punishments haven't aired on the East Coast yet, so I I can't say.
0: When have we ever actually? not decided to podcast about something that hasn't aired on the east coast like you know two fake podcast slogan in the past year (laughs) hey
1: hey that was a team effort that was a team effort
0: a team effort led in mostly by you can i point out yes any hate towards the fake podcast that will probably return for amazing race 27 not sure if they're going to return for uh, canada 3 because we probably won't have time but any hate towards that Please direct them to at SuperKawaki because he loves it.
1: Yes, I need more haters. Do you know, so do we have to get to the over the top uh, forward
0: focus eye uh, advertisement there with the oh, cars? I really didn't want to because it, you know, made me eye roll even more than the gold medal comment. This car is unbelievable! <laughs> because I, I hate when they do this every
1: time. <laughs> she even faced the camera too. It was the most over the top product placement. It truly was Spatula City from the movie UHF.
0: It's been a pretty bad week for people facing the camera and going, yes, you need to do this. Because there was an, another one for, um, I think it might have been Mike and Rochelle, actually. They did a, a laughable one during the um, during the episode. I think it might have been with the Ford Fiestas.
1: All they needed to do was to wink at the camera. Wink and a thumbs up.
0: I know we love Mike and Rochelle, but yeah, guys, seriously, please knock please not that off. Uh, how
1: else do they do they earn their uh, consolation money in the event that they get eliminated down the road? In fact, if you win the amazing race, they can refuse your grand prize if you do not pander with, uh, with product placement.
0: So teams must fly to Nice in France and find their Hotel Westminster and get a professional fitting for a suit and dress respectively before they fly by helicopter to Monaco the next morning.
1: So much for public transportation that we discussed last week to save on costs.
0: I mean, I know we've been... Ragging on this season a little bit, not as much as we did with 24, but we've been having a little bit of a go at the cost-cutting measures for 26, but I am shocked they did not do public transport, and they stumped up for seven helicopters.
1: Seven? Seven! Or as they say in Monaco, set helicopters.
0: (laughs) We, And also, not just that, they got filler they got everyone professionally fitted stumped up for champagne in the Hotel Westminster and drinks on the yacht that they hired.
1: Wonder That's how it. much was sponsored by the Monaco Tourism Board.
0: This leg had so much money!
1: I mean, th- was this the first time that we've, that there's ever been evidence of Phil Kogan wearing a tux anywhere in his whole life?
0: Yeah! And this is also the first first leg in a long while that Phil has demonstrated the task on the internet. He demonstrated the high wire task. As an online extra, I believe.
1: Awesome. I wonder if the tux can be converted into a turtleneck when it gets cold outside. They can just raise the neck of it, the scruff.
0: I'm sure Phil has commissioned uh, special turtleneck tuxes. <laughs> Kiwi tuxes. Yeah, for when they go back to classic locations. Uh, so we have our gold medalist Ali and Steve leaving at 9am. Uh, Matt and Ashley leaving at 9.57. Jeff and Bracky at 10.38. Jay Lani and Jenny at 10.41. Blair and Haley at 10.47, Lauren Tyler at 10.58, and Mike and Roe at one oh
1: That is quite the time gap for the last place team in contrast to the other six teams.
0: It is. However, they proved to be very, very good with flights. And good with transport generally, this leg.
1: Yes. We also got an awkward flashback to uh, Haley and Blair arguing on the previous leg with, uh,
0: you don't freaking pay attention. We didn't see that in the previous leg, that's the thing.
1: Yeah, it was com- yeah, it was completely unaired footage, right? And but yet it was in black and white, as if it were a flashback.
0: And even better on that, that fight was in a pre- uh, press preview image for last week. Then didn't air until this week.
1: Very awkward editing. Do you think? Because this sort of goes with my theory that because uh, we didn't even see the date night for this week, so so I'm thinking that the editors have probably been told based on viewer reaction after the first two or three episodes that I think they've gone back and did quick last-minute edits on some of the footage to uh, put less emphasis on the Dean aspect, as opposed to what they were originally intending to do when they uh, did the original cut for all the episodes this season.
0: I would 100% agree with that, because I think that they are trying to rescue the season, because they intended on it being a sort of the start of them doing gimmicky seasons every so often and i'm not sure the gimmick necessarily works when it's so heavily focused on it
1: because half of the season half of the season success is is what what you uh do when you when you're filming the season and whatever happens out there and then the other half is how you edit it to cultivate storylines narratives and airtime and just what you focus on And I think they're really trying to make up for that 50% as much as they possibly can.
0: Yeah, I mean, the first point of this being a blatant return to um, classic Amazing Race standards is flight intrigue. We have not had that this season that much.
1: No, just to really put down the new kids on the block, that's been about it. And what's even more shocking is that people view flight intrigue as negative now as opposed to old school where... Where that was the most interest really the most interesting part of about the amazing race other than uh fast forward strategies. Don't get you started
0: on the fast forward strategies.
1: I know I'm gonna leave it at that. no, no more we'll we'll leave it at that.
0: <laughs> I mean the biggest thing that's killed flight intrigue was the rule that was introduced last season, I believe, where once they have bought a pair of tickets, they cannot buy another one, regardless of whether it's refundable or whatever.
1: Yeah, that really cuts down on flight scramble. Unless you're unless you're Jim and Misty, then it just makes you uh, look a bit foolish, and everyone has a good laugh because Jim and Mich- Jim and Misty are good sports about it. But otherwise, yeah, it really just makes. Booking flights, just a really short and irrelevant scene in the grand scheme of things.
0: Having said that, anyone who is cast on Amazing Race 27, which is probably going to happen now, given how it's holding up on Friday nights, and also, they seem to have a bit of faith in it again. Study Mike and Michelle's strategy, because just because you have a terrible flight purchased does not mean you cannot make moves, as they proved. They got lucky with the standby, but... You can do that all you like. That is well within the rules. And it's the sort of thing that will hopefully break the uh, flight rule and revert it back to the old one.
1: I hope so, too. Do you notice that they slightly made fun of Tyler and uh, Laura losing their passports from the
0: last round? I love that this is by far the most screen time we've seen from Laura and Tyler, and... we kind of proved that our instinct that Tyler's kind of a dick was correct
1: but yeah when they when they try to use their passports the they, uh, the subtitles from the ticketing agent uh, bolded uh, passports please just to remind viewers of what happened last round.
0: Oh editor dick move <laughs> So Ali and Steve are initially alone on the first flight scheduled to arrive at 5 5 p.m. But Micah and Shell weasel their way on standby and also join this flight at the last second. Uh, And then it's Blair and Hayley, Jaylani and Jenny, Jeff and Bracky and Lauren Tyler on the second flight, scheduled to arrive 40 minutes late in the first flight. A little bit of a Phil classic uh, wording throwback there from me. Uh, Matt and Ashley are alone on the last flight after the the ticketing agent screwed up their uh, initial booking on the second flight and it's scheduled to arrive 20 minutes after the second flight.
1: The airport name is downright hilarious.
0: Which one was it? Uh,
1: for Munich, the airport that they used for this leg, they, they even had to zoom in on the sign for it. it it's called Punkt Langdung. D-U-N-G at the end. It's Punt, land Punt Langdung. Punk So it's the land of Punk Dung or something like that. Which is which goes back to last week when we said there is no, uh, no romantic uh, word
0: in German. No, there really isn't. Having said that last week's podcast between Amazing Race 26 and Big Brother Canada week three, we really went off onto quite a lot of tangents.
1: (laughs) Which we were doing, are we having a tangent of a tangent right now?
0: Yeah, this is so meta. Um, So, teams then go to the Hotel Westminster and that's why Steve gets his stuff made.
1: Indeed. Let's go be fancy, uh, bougie, Uh, I believe Jelani referred to Monica as being dope and it certainly is a dope place to be. Monica. Monaco.
0: Off of Friends.
1: I was thinking of Monica and Cherie from The Amazing Race 4, actually. I definitely wasn't thinking of uh, Joseph and Monica, or Mojo, as they say.
0: Oh, Mojo, they should come back for The Amazing Race All-Stars 3. Bopper's Revenge.
1: Bopper's (laughs) Revenge. Bopper's Revenge. Oh, he gets paired up with Mallory this time, and then Bopper loses something, and then Mallory is screwed over on the Amazing Race on her fourth attempt.
0: No, Bopper has to be paired up with Gary because it's only fair. Oh yeah, that would be quite the twist. For the record, Amazing Race producers, if you are listening to this, do not even dare do another All Stars ever. You did well the first. You did
1: well the first time with casting, but the last two times you uh, didn't know what you were doing.
0: <laughs> Seriously, I do not want to have to podcast about another season like twenty-four. That was terrible. <laughs> you did everything wrong. You're an evil, evil man. <laughs> Masonry
1: stasia for reference.
0: Oh, we're getting in the references today. So the suits and dresses will not be ready until the next morning, so everyone just gets to, you know, chill out at the hotel and drink campaign.
1: The fitting of the outfits was a bit amusing. In fact, this is the third episode where they've been fitted with outfits, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah,
0: I was going to get onto this. Is this a potential memory challenge? Huh. It could very well be. Because we have had quite a lot of outfits this season, and it's getting more repetitive like it's going to be a memory challenge.
1: Because we had one in Thailand with, the with well, Tyler's favorite uh, activity. And then we had the Lederhausen in uh, Munich, and now we have... The fancy tuxes and dresses, and uh, one that makes you look like you're going to a, an eighth grade dance, or what was it?
0: What was it? Uh, it was eighth grade prom dress. Eighth grade prom matches. dress. Did
1: they even do prom
0: in grade eight? I'm not sure.
1: If, if, if a grade eight did go to prom, um, whoever the grade twelve student is would be getting a lot of suspicious
0: eyebrows from the staff.
1: <laughs> well,
0: the uh, the Greeter this week was definitely wearing a local costume as well. So what my suspicion is, is that it's going to be costumes generally, but probably uh, a mixture between costumes that they're wearing and costumes Greeter's are wearing. Because they've never done proper Greeter costumes. They've done Hats Entertainment from Amazing Race 17. Still my second favourite memory challenge of all time. And one that you will get to because it's amazing. And so dickish and fun, and presented like a game show, which, you know, wins me bonus points. As long as it's not a
1: Japanese game show. As long as we stay away from Japanese game shows on The Amazing Race, everyone, everyone has a good time.
0: They get Bob Eubanks to do it. Bob Eubanks is the clue giver. They probably went all out for that task, and I love it, but they've never done costumes for the US version. It was the memory challenge of Amazing Race Australia versus New Zealand. Right. But it's one of the only things that they've never used as a memory challenge.
1: I have a question. When they go to Nice... Want not it be crazy if they ran into Shelley and Nisi from Amazing Race 25 on the plane to
0: Nice? Only if they were fighting about going to the pit stop. <laughs> Angela picks up breakdown. And Phil has to be uh, greeted by Humpy Dane again. <laughs> Jeff and Bracky kiss at the fitting, which of course makes Laura nauseous. As we mentioned, loads of airtime for Tyler and Laura. In this episode, and not all of it was positive.
1: Tyler's just doing a thumbs up, watching Jeff and Bracky make out. He probably has their tape. I-, I would assume.
0: I mean, I I've said this a couple of times today, but that Tyler screen cap will keep coming back because I love it way too much.
1: <laughs> and then, who was the person that looked like they were going to throw up? Was it Laura?
0: Was Laura the one that was not impressed? Oh, Laura was utterly unimpressed. She said it made her feel nauseous. Oh, right. And I, I just thought, you know. Stop drinking the champagne then. That's probably not helping love.
1: Drinking and blind dates, great great combination. I also liked Hayley spitting of the dress too. That was a bit amusing.
0: I mean we were talking about brilliant supercuts on Big Brother Canada this week. Another brilliant supercut. Between Jackie going, Oh, I've I've been fitted before, I love this dress, red is so my colour and then just uh, Ashley going, It's like an eighth grade prom dress. It's awful.
1: And then Rochelle loving that her dress is black. And then uh Blair's outfit, which uh which gets quite the treatment on air by uh, Haley.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've had it personally confirmed to me in the past hour that uh, Haley is a massive Pee Wee Herman fan, hence why she wanted to give the shout-out.
1: Uh, other people may take a Pee Wee Herman reference the wrong
0: way. Yeah, I mean, seriously, Twitter's cat ladies and Facebook's cat ladies have got massive beef with her for some reason.
1: Yeah, as we were discussing earlier, there was two things that they made fun of Haley for for this week, which were completely unnecessary. They were saying, oh, I can't believe Haley's wearing extensions. We've had Rachel Riley pay $500 for her extensions to be on The Amazing Race and refuse to shave her head because of it. And the second is that people were making fun of Haley for making a Pee Wee Herman reference and saying it was inappropriate. Come on, folks. You're really nitpicking things to make fun of Haley for now. You shouldn't be making fun of Haley in the first place. And that's rude. <laughs> was I really going into Margie Adams? Uh, a rant there? Maybe a little. <laughs> She's had to live with being a Pee Wee Herman fan her whole life, and she doesn't need to hear it from people like you. <laughs> and they're
0: laughing at her. <laughs> and that's rude. Um, I mean, I know in the first four episodes we said that Haley probably has about 50,000 cats and that sort of thing, but seriously guys, our jokes are all in good humour. Haley probably does have cats. We do not mock her for her appearance or her tastes. Because, frankly, we all have some weird hobbies. Like talking about Big Brother Canada, for example, when I live 5,000 miles away.
1: Insert Tyler thumbs up here. <laughs> Am I the only one that thought that Jackie looked a lot like Miss Scarlet from the board game Clue with her outfit? Yeah, she did. It's
0: called Cludo, but yeah.
1: It's called Clue here in the West. That's what
0: counts. It's in North America. Come on now, Michael. So yeah, there were seven separate helicopters because Amazing Race has all the money it is. And it was done in order of fitting finishing, which was Ali and Steve, Michael and Michelle, Jay Lani and Jenny, Lauren, Tyler, Blair and Hayley, Jeff and Brackett, and then Matt and Ashley. A mini
1: equalizer. We got, we got a very weird set of departure times here where they said that Ali and Steve were in the first helicopter at 8.16 a.m., that is ultra-precise for a predetermined uh, for, for like flight or, or boat or, uh, or uh, charter bus bookings. 8.16am, that's very precise.
0: I suspect they were probably like five minutes apart for each charter, and then uh, their helicopter just got delayed for whatever reason.
1: I wonder if Steve loved his outfit just because he truly thought he looked like a rapper.
0: All we needed was just Brooke trying to sell him sunglasses. Yes. Saying that he looks like a rapper. You look like a
1: rapper! You look like a rapper and a gangster, Steve! <laughs> this is the real gold that you want! I have the worst Brooke impression, I think.
0: <laughs> I'm so kind of disappointed for you that you're nearly halfway through Amazing Race 17 already. Yeah. Because it's such a good season, and you have such, such a good cast.
1: So many jokes, so many jokes. Um, and uh... is Blair the first person to try. Ninja kicking and drinking a martini while in a Pee Wee Herman outfit, or rather just having that whole image that he constructed of himself of ninja kicking and drinking a martini to only have his partner say, Oh, yeah, you look
0: like Pee Wee Herman right now. It's almost like he got to watch uh, John Hamm's videos from Unbreakable Kimmy Smith. <laughs> karate, karate, karate. <laughs> Save your Rick's Church of the Scary Apocalypse.
1: At least Blair and Haley didn't have their own kissing session like Jeff and Jackie did after the Pee Wee Herman reference. That would have been way, way too much for me to handle.
0: I mean, is it fair to say that Jeff and Bracky are probably the only blind date couple who are not going to be firmly in the friend zone after the race?
1: I think that's a part of what makes the whole cast seem like they're really close-knit, is that they were all in on this stranger twist together. They're all relatively the same age. They have a lot in common, and geographically, I think most of them are pretty close. So I think it was bound to happen this way because producers weren't really aiming to match up any couples. I think uh, I think Jeff and Bracky uh, being a genuine dating couple potentially was just uh, coincidental.
0: As it happens, I have a picture on Haley's Instagram at the moment open where it's her, Jeff and Bracky, chilling in Florida. This is going to get a lot
1: more interesting is what you're saying.
0: Put it this way, none of the uh, Facebook and Twitter cat-, cat ladies will be wanting to see this video anymore. Because they'll just be staring at Haley's extensions and uh, and her cats in the background, that sort of thing.
1: They'll just be critiquing her based on that.
0: We're getting quite weird already. <laughs> 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 so, once they land in Monaco, and a rare sunny day in uh, November in Europe, can I just point out, teams find it's a roadblock, which is who wants to treat their partner. And in this roadblock, one person must search the streets of Monaco for a dozen Princess Grace roses, and find a particular chocolate shop to pick up nine chocolates for their partner before joining them on a luxury yacht and finding their next clip. Combining Grace Kelly with Forrest Gump. The race is like a box of chocolates. You never know which... That was a better impression than your Brooke one, at least.
1: (laughs) You never know which Logan's impressions you're going to get. It's usually Ben who we rely
0: on to do awful impressions. I'm making up for it in his absence. Uh, So we have Steve, Mike, Jenny, Laura, Haley, Jackie, and Matt doing the roadblock.
1: Matt and Ashley in the helicopter was pretty funny, by the way. I feel like James Bond right now. I feel like Pretty Woman. This was a very good episode for quotes. Imagine who fit Ashley at the Hotel Westminster and they're watching watching her. and, and, And their outfit is just being trashed on national television.
0: Yeah, fun fact... The French speak very good English, especially in that part of France. So they will have understood. Do they care for uh, Julia Roberts movies? Though? I'm not sure about that.
1: They may have they may have too good a taste to uh, to lower themselves to the standards of watching Julia Roberts films.
0: Qui est Julia Roberts? Je n'aime pas c'est
1: that was some um, great La France,
0: Merci. Je vous en prie. Uh, so, we had our first douchey Tyler quote of the episode when he said, while Laura was running around Monaco, I was chilling on a yacht.
1: And he puts on the glasses. The glasses is what kills me in that little confessional there.
0: <laughs> what kills me is uh, Laura's reaction. She's just like, he's so obnoxious.
1: That's what it's like probably hanging around Funky Kong from Donkey Kong Country. He probably says something like, oh, you know, Donkey and Giddy were running around in the jungle. And I was just in my little hut there,
0: just relaxing with my sunglasses. Chilling out, Max, and relaxing all cool, shooting some b-ball outside of the pool. Outside the pool? Um, yeah, it's Demonico, obviously. Good save there.
1: I was about to say that you would have lost uh, the TV-themed episode of Don't Forget the Lyrics. Wayne Brady would have been very upset with you.
0: Talking of Wayne Brady, who's lying back on Friday? Yes! I love me some Who's Line.
1: Who's Line? That sounds like a Canadian show. I was just thinking, just with it being, with you saying Who's Line, it sounds like a short form of a Canadian TV show that we'd have here with like Lumberjacks or something.
0: Who's Line? <laughs> who's Line? New on CTV after Amazing Race Canada. It's a boot,
1: Steven and Luke.
0: Why are we devolving to weird <laughs> Canadian impressions again?
1: Speaking of weird air times, did you know that for people that were watching the Boston Red Sox and New York Yankees baseball game in, uh, with a certain TV affiliate, that they had to wait through all six hours and 40-something minutes of that baseball game to watch The Amazing Race. So it didn't come on until after 1.30 in the morning local time. But it's just funny with how with American TV shows that viewers take it for granted, they're going to be the first ones to see it, and then you're stuck with the people that are watching the Yankees game that that if you thought Friday at 8 p.m. was a bad time slot, how about... How about Saturday at one thirty in the morning?
0: Wow! After
1: waiting seven hours for it, uh, watching on TV.
0: It was worse for them purely because they had to miss a good episode. That is true. Uh, so we had Jenny and Bells picking their favorite chocolates, because they're blind dates. They have no idea what the uh, guys like.
1: I would do that too if I was in their position, because when it comes to pizza or chocolates, I don't know how I'm not overweight, but when it comes to pizza or chocolates, I really know what I'm doing, so... If I was in their shoes, I would do the same thing as well, because people usually trust my judgment on those two
0: things. I mean, I think you know full well that I am a chocoholic. Between my Tim Hortons hot chocolates. Between my ridiculous appetite when it came to any food whatsoever.
1: Welcome to North American food portions.
0: There's a very good reason our favorite Canadian restaurant's the keg. Which, I pity you as a vegetarian, you can't go to the keg. It's all meat. I don't even think they do any non-meat options. (laughs) It's one big meat fest here at the keg. It's just a meat tornado. Uh, So we also had uh, Mike going to to the wrong key as well, which probably really confused people in North America that the guy who was blatantly English said key instead of quay or whatever it's probably pronounced like buoy. (laughs) Do you research North America? Uh, So one's teams are reunited. They must head to the Casino de Monte Carlo and find the roulette wheel to find out what the hell they have planned for them next.
1: This is the only time that I will ever approve of the blind detour because it fit with the theme of the episode, and if that's what it takes for them to go to the Hotel Monte Carlo, then that's pretty sweet. I wish they would have panned to see if Maria and Tiffany from The Amazing Race 15 were in there.
0: No, you don't, because you would have been talking shit about them for the past five minutes.
1: No, it would have been better if they showed them just as they were losing a hand or were being eliminated from the Monte Carlo Millions Poker Tournament.
0: Having said that, do you remember what the penultimate clue in uh, Amazing Race 15 was? It's find the casino named after the most famous casino in Monaco.
1: Right. Oh, ho, ho. we got a connection there. Switchback. Switchback where you get to use the real McCoy.
0: Yep, and you get to have your chips miscounted as well and therefore lose the Amazing Race.
1: Poor Brian and Erica.
0: Poor Brian and Erica, indeed. They should have got a time credit for that. Uh, so we also have filling the tux. Fill in tux,
1: very fashionable. Probably the most expensive outfit he's ever worn.
0: How many outfit changes did Phil have in this episode? Actually, it was quite a lot. I think every time we saw him, he was wearing something different.
1: Just every block, it's like you know, in the Kodak commercial, how they use the uh, how they have those little picture frames and they and it keeps uh, dispensing images. Well, with Phil Kogan, he walks down the street, touches a piece of clothing, suddenly he's in a different outfit.
0: That is a really quite creepy superpower, Logan. Power to steal clothes.
1: No, not this. No, his own clothes. Like he just tugs at his sleeve and it rips off and reveals another outfit. And then like touches his hat, reveals another outfit, touches his turtleneck, and just keeps on changing.
0: Yeah, I thought you meant he was just sort of walking down the street of clothes shops and and going, "Oh, I like this. Touch it and just steals it."
1: So that's how Mark and Mallory lost their clothes in The Amazing Race 24. I ain't got no clothes. Phil stole them all.
0: Phil. I have your medicine.
1: Is it just me or when racers were picking the chocolates that it was almost like they were picking donuts in a donut shop? Like they were in Tim Hortons, like, I want a couple of the Boston cream. Um, uh, Let me see here, a couple of Canadian maple.
0: (laughs) I like how they were all normal flavors like caramel and mocha. And then you just have the Monaco chocolate.
1: The Monaco. Of course you want to choose the Monaco chocolate. It is the place... With more millionaires per capita than anywhere else in the world. Exactly. I think I'm going to go with the Monaco chocolate.
0: It would be very rich chocolate. Indeed. Uh, So at the casino, teams must gamble on their detour. If it lands on red, they go to don't suck off. If it lands on black, they go to win by nose. And both detours require teams to pick up a car from the casino's valley.
1: Is it just me, or does that sound like names of horses in a Kentucky Derby?
0: Win by a nose, followed by, uh, don't slack off. (laughs) We did have the uh, Grand National, Britain's uh, number one horse race, so it's actually not out of the question.
1: So you're saying it was a one-horse town yesterday?
0: Uh, So in win by a nose, teams must use a recipe to remake a perfume in a cologne, each made with 12 cents to get their next clue. To make it a bit more difficult, the final four cents required are hidden in four of 12 unmarked bottles or just marked with numbers. And in Don't Suck Off, teams must first zip line at 2,000 feet above Monaco and then walk a tightrope back across to receive their next clue.
1: I have a question. I was just going to backtrack a little to uh, Matt picking out the roses, which, by the way, um, delivering roses officially makes the season trying to blatantly copy the Bachelor or Bachelorette. And uh, with Matt picking the roses, where he was asking for the name of the roses, and I believe the vendor said Princess uh, Princess Grace... And then he ended up saying, "Uh, n- nice, nice ass scotch." I believe is what he heard. Nice ass scotch.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what he said aloud. That's what he thought he heard. Maybe nice ass scotch is just what he wants—wants uh, wants his prize to be if they ever win a leg. But a nice ass bottle of a scotch. Forget a
1: trip to South Africa for five days from Travelocity. I just want a nice ass bottle of scotch.
0: That would be the biggest mockery ever if uh, Matt and Ashley finally won a leg and were hoping for a honeymoon, and they just got something ridiculous. Like, you've won uh, all the 7-ups you can drink. Or all the Monaco chocolates you could eat, and just see, like, Hayley with
1: the sugar rush afterwards. Oh, God, that'd be (laughs) awesome. Or or, or Ali, who vowed to
0: eat all the online chocolates, and just be like, oh, no, I don't feel so good, guys. (laughs) Yeah, to be fair, if there was any task involving chocolate, it would be so me anyway. My partner would not get a single bit.
1: Or if it was, like, Amazing Race 5, where... They, had, when they went to the chocolate factory in Argentina and had to bite into the chocolate, so if it was you, and you found the white centre with the chocolate, would you be like, ah, eh, screw it, I just want to bite some more chocolates and just keep going?
0: I'd be like, I found the white centre, but, meh, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I've <haven't> got time. <laughs> Let's get diabetes! Let's this. diabetes. Diabetes! <laughs> I'm with all the PNR references today, aren't I? Um, so, Ali and Steve, Michael Michelle, Laura and Tyler, and Blair and Haley all get uh, win-by-nose. And it's Jaylani and Jenny, Jeff and Bracky, and Matt and Ashley who get don't slack off.
1: And Mike uh, gets out a hug because uh, Rochelle found him to be too sweaty
0: after running around. Did you see his back when they went into that shop to get directions? I, I think it was... I remember it being drenched. <laughs> it was a completely different colour, his entire back, to the rest of his uh, jacket.
1: Are you saying it wasn't bougie nor swanky, as Jenny would say? It Which, was... by the way, brings us to our second Donkey Kong Country reference of the episode.
0: We also had Laura and Tyler deciding to give themselves some more bougie and swanky names, to quote Jenny, and uh, use their middle names for the rest of the leg. So it's Magdalena and Hayes doing Monica.
1: That sounds like Jeff and Bracky's uh, tape, uh, potentially.
0: <laughs> well, according to us, it was uh, <laughs> Jeff and Bracky doing, uh, doing an observatory, so... This is more high class. This is the high class type. And uh, Matt also tripped on the step out of the casino classic matt fashion blah, blah.
1: i like how jenny made sl- us uh, not so much a pun but uh, when the roulette wheel was spinning she was like Ooh, 21 and i was thinking wait a second that's the wrong game you're playing roulette this isn't 21 have you ever played blackjack or been in a casino before jenny but then i realized that the ball just happened to land on the number 21 so it was it was uh, it was just a, a coincidence that uh, Jenny happened to shout the wrong game that she was playing.
0: Something tells me that Jenny would be quite fun to play a card game with, actually. I'm thinking something like cheat. She would be lethal at cheat.
1: I have three, or or Bethany uh, Bethany from The Amazing Race 25 playing cheat, where her voice goes ten times more of an inflection when she's uh, not telling the truth. I have three sevens! (laughs) You
0: cheated! (laughs) No, but... Bethany uh, is reserved for Cards Against Humanity. Oh, uh, let's not go there. I would just love to hear Bethany read out Cards Against Humanity cards, I'm sorry. Bethany would
1: just be great in general to just bear terrible national news.
0: There's been a massacre.
1: Oh, uh, classic Bethany. Um, so what I found amusing is that Ali and Steve's location for their detour was to go to a place called Easy, but yet they had the hardest time trying to get there.
0: Well, this leg was a very good one for people who are good at directions. So not Ali and Steve, evidently. I
1: find it hilarious that Jenny and Jelani lost their map of Monaco, and I'm thinking, the whole map of Monaco is only a square mile. I don't, I don't think you should have a too tough a time trying to get around Monaco. That's like the map in Grand Theft Auto Three. If you just ran all the way across it, probably spans a couple more miles uh, virtually compared to monaco in reality
0: if you consider that i think both detour options were actually back in france
1: then it's a lot further away the Mon- the map of monaco is i'm guessing pretty much useless at that point
0: yeah i think they flew in well they did fly into, into france the roadblock and the detour decision point were both in monaco and then i think both both detour options and the pit stop were in uh in france
1: i wonder with monaco because they said it's all mil- million uh, the most millionaires per capita i want i wonder because the place is only a square mile that if your net worth falls below falls below the million mark and you're down to nine hundred ninety nine thousand dollars, do you just automatically get kicked out of the country and deported
0: you get driven back over to france no helicopter or to germany you have to walk so mike and michelle are the first to go for one of their uh, off of their sense, and they have one right and one wrong. And Laura and Tyler start talking crap about them. Which, if you know us, is not going to fly. So it was hilarious to see them get both wrong. Yes. So, ha 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 ha. Suck on that.
1: The location for the that detour option was a bit amusing. It was the courtyard of the Notre Dame, which is uh, exactly... Uh, I believe that's right where uh, Thomas from Jill and Thomas of the Amazing Race 17 went to school, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, it is, surprisingly. Uh, so, Jaylani and Jenny are the first to leave the detour, with Matt and Ashley in second and Jeff and Bracky in third. And then Ali and Steve in fourth, Lauren Tyler in fifth, Blair and Hale in sixth, and Mike and Michelle in last. And they have to now head to the pit stop, which is the Place de Passable. Uh, the last team's check in here may be eliminated. It
1: is passable as a pit stop, I must say.
0: It is. It was in the middle of nowhere, as Jeff and Bracky said.
1: You know what's amusing, too, about Monaco in general, just how they portray it on. Uh, in this episode here and by the way they used more new unique soundtracks for this episode than they have in several seasons but just the style of the music and how it was all being portrayed with the the whole yacht scene and all fancy clothes that it reminded me a lot of the Isle Delfino from Super Mario Sunshine that once the helicopter landed I was expecting all of the teams to be greeted by Piantas.
0: In this roadblock you must equip
1: your flood device. <laughs> That's my Pianta impression. <laughs> Ooh, ooh. Oh, Logan. I like Jelani in the detour, though, because he pretty much quote, quoted little John while uh, going across the gorge there, where he just said, Yeah, what? What? Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was legitimately a high tightrope. It was, and they were going
1: fast. I, I think uh, Jenny's uh, screams were justified. And also Jeff and then Jeff uh, defecating himself uh, during the task as well.
0: Yeah, two thousand feet above Monaco. It was.
1: That's more than that's more than the the square mile of the country itself, probably.
0: Yeah, I mean that is probably higher than the uh, Marina Bay Sands one as well. Oh, in Singapore, there that they did last season. Yeah. So this is by far the biggest switch up in terms of direct uh, in terms of placements between the last task and the pit stop. I think we've seen in about five seasons. This was ridiculous. Uh, I can't even think of one in recent memory.
1: That's what I was thinking too. I'm like, this is real this is like. Uh... Very old school where they're in the middle of nowhere and they're uh, not, well, some of the middle of nowhere legs, it's really easy to find the pit stop. But then there's others where it's almost impossible just because it is too great a distance that they're traveling to the mat and just not enough locals around to help them out.
0: Not a single team stayed in the same position out of seven. Not a single one. That's crazy. So this might be a record then or not
1: to shake up at all.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a record in recent memory. I can't think of the last time that so many teams got shaken up.
1: I must point out though that all the teams that were higher up in the pack were the teams who completed the Sense detour and they finished at the they finished they were shown to be finishing later than the teams that were doing the tightrope there. So my guess I'm guessing that the Sense detour was much closer than the Heights
0: one. I think the Sense Detour was further away from Monaco, but nearer to the pit stop. Because that tends to be how details work, doesn't it?
1: And probably Steve and Ellie probably lost a bit of time because Ellie kept losing her shoe like uh, Cinderella.
0: I mean, come on, if you're going to give them glass slippers. Seriously, guys.
1: I think Mickey and Pete from the Amazing Race Canada would have really loved the sense task because then they could just smell a whole bunch of chemicals at their own leisure.
0: <laughs> That's horrible. I mean, they're not Sarah from Big Brother Canada 3.
1: Or BJ and Tyler would have enjoyed
0: this task a lot too, I think. They would have really known their stuff. They could, in theory, relocate this to New Mexico and have... Them make meth instead.
1: That would have been a bit too extreme.
0: Remember, there's, safe, there's safety safety costs involved here. Yeah, just have Hal from Malcolm in the Middle be the test judge. So it was Blair and Haley who ended up winning the leg, much to my uh, delight. And they also won probably the best travelocity prize in about five seasons because this was a seriously good trip. So it was a trip to South Africa, a very nice hotel with shark diving, and just a trip to Cape Town anyway. Awesome. No breakfast in bed? I know. That's the only downside of it. There was no breakfast in bed option. Did they even get to win a Fitbit watch? Seriously, this is six legs in. How are they going to top the Travelocity Prizes here? They won't. Yeah, we've probably got about three or four more Travelocity Prizes, and they tend to get more and more expensive as the season goes on. That's what makes sense. So this is going to be a ridiculous last couple of legs if you win them.
1: Yes, and what I like too is that they still managed to finish first, even with Haley getting a major headache from all the things that she was smelling—not for the first time. And what really—I—I well, I, I was just in disbelief with reading through the comments online. And said, "Well, Blair and Haley finally did well because Haley behaved herself, which is really demeaning to Haley because, well, for one, she's not twelve years old, and yeah. and two, they've been doing really well in every single leg except for one. They have." Was it two second-place finishes already, and we're only six
0: legs in? Eighth, ninth, second, second, fifth, first.
1: Yeah, that's a really good average for a four-leg stretch in the race. None of them have really been consistently at the bottom. Jenny Jenny and Giovanni have been the only ones that have struggled a little bit over the past couple legs.
0: weeks. But then they had their their two first-place finishes to sort of bump them up a little bit. Is this the longest we've gone without a monetary prize as well? Because in six legs, we have not had a single... You've won $5,000 each, or you've won $7,500 each. Or Amazing Race 24, you've won $2,500 each. <laughs> yeah, they were skimping on that one, weren't they? <laughs> or or what they
1: should have done for Amazing Race 24, if they could go back in time, is to be like, oh, you've won
0: some sweet grass. You've won a tri- trip for two from Travelocity to beautiful Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean, over the past three seasons, the latest that a, uh, a monetary prize has been given out was leg five, and we've not seen one in six legs already, which, you know, is pretty ridiculous. I mean, it's probably um, because Fitbit replaced it, but still. It's quite a surprise, really. It is. Uh, so, uh, Ali and Steve's in second place. Uh, silver! Michael- silver! Yep, the silver mm-hmm. medal. Michael <laughs> and Michelle round out the, uh, the top three. Greatly pleased me, because I was a bit worried for them when they left in last. Uh, Matt and Ashley in fourth. Jay Lani and Jenny in fifth. Lauren Tyler in sixth, and then Jeff and Bracky in last, and they were eliminated.
1: Oh, we didn't talk about the lady at the detour
0: there—the one who did the sense thing. She was a bit of a jerk. Yeah, she was. Well, she wasn't as much of a jerk as we've seen some people be, but
1: no. But uh, this was—she wasn't uh, faking them out with dumping buckets of water on their head. But she was still like, "Oh, you're back," to imply that they—that she had zero faith in their scent.
0: Uh, in their perfuming and uh, and uh, cologne making abilities. Just going back to the monetary pricing, thing, do we count double your money as a uh, monetary prize?
1: We can. Uh, Ryan, Ryan, or uh, Ryan and Abby wish they uh, wish they could.
0: Because if you exclude double your money, then the record in recent memory is like nine in twenty-one, which is five thousand dollars each. Oh yeah, that had your the double Your money and express pass.
1: So uh, they made up for it then with uh, adding an extra. A million dollars to the pot.
0: Also, we didn't see Laura and Tyler actually where Laura and Tyler actually found their date night card.
1: No, that was just brought up at the pit stop, where Phil's like, hey, because this was a pretty long match chat, where Phil said, hey, who's got date night? And then Laura and Tyler admit they have it. And then we have a a, a slight pun with uh, Phil asking if uh, some of the teams have chemistry are together right after the scent task. And then, uh, and then discussing the art of kissing and telling, which make, reminds you Oh yeah, they are still trying to push the the dating theme just a little bit this season. I love how Matt and Ashley were just like, yep, there's kissing
0: and telling here, guys. James Bond making out with Pretty Woman. Who'd have thunk? But we didn't see uh, Lauren Tyler actually find the date night card, and don't even know what it is either.
1: Now I'm thinking about Sean Connery making out with Julia Roberts. That isn't a pleasant image
0: for me. So, Miss Roberts. (laughs) Miss Brockovich. (laughs) Are you trying to seduce me? (laughs) Your mother. <laughs> Shock at Trebek. Oh god. It could only have really been found in the roadblock clue because they won't have put it in the detour decision point because there's a chance of it not being found at all.
1: Are you saying it's being pla- are you saying that it's being planted like hidden the immunity idol clues where the where the date night card was probably planted amongst one of the one of the uh flowers there that they got, one of the roses?
0: Yeah, maybe. it, it might have, it's probably gonna have been in the roadblock one purely because that was the only proper clue box i think they tend to hide them in clue boxes unless it's unless it's actually after the roadblock like the metal castle one
1: i bet producers were disappointed that a team that uh that already had a date night within the first five or first four rounds of date nights that they got a second one
0: i mean come on guys give it to jeff and jackie what happens if an eliminated team gets date night
1: I'm guessing it just gets edited out, but they still get to go on it?
0: Yeah, I'd assume so. Or maybe they just say, you know what, guys? You won a date night, but suck it. You got eliminated. Elimination station for the next few weeks is your date night. Also, uh, Mike and Michelle's was completely unaired as well.
1: Completely unaired. And this was the observatory one that production kept uh, advertising in their press release, Uh Months before the season even started. Which is probably our biggest biggest, biggest example of them
0: going back and re editing it.
1: So they really turned to 180 saying, okay, mushroom, uh, uh, uh new kids on the block being, uh, a mushroom head is not exactly, uh, it's so not exactly compelling television for the viewers.
0: Well, I don't think the editors were particularly happy with having to edit the same thing every week, basically. Apart from Tyler liking fireworks. Yeah, they may go on strike again. Do you think that this is a fair elimination leg as well? I think so. Jackie was heartbroken. Bless her. I felt really bad for her.
1: Yeah, I felt, I
0: felt bad... uh
1: Felt bad for them a bit more than I did
0: for Kurt,
1: I I would say.
0: I mean, our our love of Bergen is quite well-known, so he escaped the wrath of quitting the driving last week. But yeah, we were were more heartbroken for Jeff and Bracky than uh, Bergen and Kurt. And it is a pretty big loss of the season in terms of characters, because Bracky was... One of the biggest characters in terms of singles. At least they got each other's digits. They certainly got each other's digits.
1: Just took a really long time to uh, get to that point in the relationship.
0: Maybe she kept trying to give out her phone number, and the uh, cameraman were like, Guys, you seriously can't give, it, give out numbers, because if we accidentally leave us, then you're screwed.
1: Wonder if upon her elimination, the, it was unaired where she channeled uh, Greg from Big Brother Can and said, Hashtag JJ, Hashtag Jeff and Bracky. Hashtag 718 or whatever the hell her area code is.
0: Hashtag peace. Hashtag Las Vegas. Hashtag Nevada. Hashtag Showgirl. Hashtag Team JJ. Hashtag peace. So, next week, we have a double Express Pass slash double uh, leg. Double Express Pass? No, there's no Express Pass, thankfully. But, on the subjects of Express Pass, it's still not been used, and I believe it has to be used by the end of next week.
1: Actually, with Jenny and Jelani there, it's funny that they always argue over directions, especially because... That sign that Jelani had to read from was tiny, and it's like, you know, with the, especially having to go to Easy Road or Easy E Road, and I even had to pa- pause it. Yes, that was an intentional NWA reference. I even had to pause it, and you can barely read it, even within the camera shot there. So it's no surprise that they got lost trying to find that road when you can barely see it on, uh, on the road there.
0: If I'm not mistaken, it has to be used by the end of the 8th leg, which is next week.
1: And I have a feeling it's not going to matter whatsoever because out of all the express passes we've seen on The Amazing Race, this one has not been mentioned on air once, uh, since the start of the second episode. They haven't mentioned it in episodes three, four, five, or six. And the fact that it has to be used by the end of the two hour uh, episode coming up here means that it'll have zero effect on the season, which Pretty much explains every single Express Pass ever, except for two Express Passes, I think, over the past 13 international seasons that they've been used.
0: So, uh, yeah, next week we've got a double episode. Namibia. Great fun.
1: They're copying the Amazing Race Australia.
0: Well, it looks like they're continuing the run of self-drive legs again. Awesome. Which will mean probably four legs in a row. It won't happen in Amsterdam. It looks like we're actually going to get four legs in a row where teams are driving themselves and responsible for their own transport, which is molto bueno.
1: You think that they would make teams drive within Amsterdam because I think American drivers might be a bit safer than uh, Dutch drivers.
0: If they're going to give them a vehicle in Amsterdam it's probably going to be a uh, a bicycle or a boat. Or speed skates.
1: I hear they're really good at speed skating
0: so yeah we've got namibia wildlife sand and steve's crazy driving with a backwards w
1: and i will be shocked if matt and ashley aren't gone by the end of next week i think it'll be leg sevens and on elimination and then leg eight. my prediction of matt and ashley going will finally occur because their storyline hasn't really picked up in contrast to the other teams and they've been finishing pretty much at the bottom for the most part this season and then matt of course always getting overexcited and tripping over steps and and repeating phrases, I think it's going to be their time to go.
0: Yeah, I mean, their average at the moment is sixth place. And there's only six teams left. Yeah, which is pretty terrible. If they want Leapfrog over Bergen and Kurt, they need a third and a fourth place in the next two legs at the very worst. And that's
1: not going to happen when a lot of the other teams have been doing very well, especially Stephen Alley, Hayley and Blair... And, uh, even when and Jenny and Jelani have their express pass, and then, uh, Mike and Rochelle still have a pretty decent edit. And, um, Laura,
0: and Tyler's, uh, Laura and Tyler
1: are even getting somewhat of the winners at it now, which is surprising me.
0: Mike and Michelle have tended to do very well in, like, where they're responsible for their own transport as well. As long as it doesn't have
1: a stick shift. Or the fact that Jen- Jelani couldn't even drive a stick shift and that Jenny had a takeover, which
0: amused me. I think the cars this week had a were um, manual again, but Mike and Michelle didn't have any complaints about the sound of things. Probably got used to it by this point. Yeah, we didn't see them screwing up, and it's Africa, it's going to be a uh, manual car.
1: I wonder if that's one of the great things about the Ford Fiesta, is that the sh- stick shift just feels natural, even if you've never driven a stick shift before.
0: Logan, seriously, stop trying to get uh, sponsorship from Ford. We need to work on Tim Hortons first. What about Show Me? <laughs> that, uh, that hasn't been mentioned in Big Brother Canada for two weeks now, either. Uh, so, yeah.
1: This was definitely an episode that was worth talking about for uh, an hour here.
0: It was. And uh, next week is going to be quite rapid fire because it's two episodes. Yay!
1: That's going to be a great to podcast about, to be stuck here for uh, two plus
0: hours probably trying to talk about it. I doubt we'll be stuck here for two plus hours. We just won't talk about the usual amount of bullshit. No tangents? Oh, uh, we'll, we'll have tangents. We just won't be talking about certain random things that we occasionally pick up on.
1: So you're saying no Donkey Kong Country references either? Uh, oh,
0: well, I'm not saying that because, as you well know, I prefer the podcast where we go off on tangents like our discussion on whether reality tv needs souls. or like our repeated treasure hunters references so yeah thank you very much for joining us we'll be back for double amazing race next week if you enjoyed the show and if you didn't please give us a like on youtube and if you want to see what we're rambling about this week our twitters are in the description down below and of course we are covering big brother canada again this coming week uh, and it'll just be us two again this week Aww. ben's definitely not joining us on friday but he might be joining us next sunday for Amazing Race. See ya. See you next week. Hashtag 250, hashtag peace. Why are we ending with that again? <laughs> are we going to end every podcast with that now? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Just ran- <laughs> random numbers and then peace. <laughs> yeah.